It's definitely a huge testament to the dedication and adaptability of our team members um, and all of the preparation that was done prior to COVID that enabled us to really be able to act on that pretty quickly. All right, Kirsten, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, HR is probably a very exciting place to be in the middle of a global pandemic. So I appreciate <laughs> you taking a few minutes to uh, talk about all the, all the uh, stuff that's been going on over the past several months. Um, but let's begin with the beginning. Uh, take us back to uh, what was it? it feels like three years ago um, in March <laughs> as we as everyone was hearing a little bit about uh, uh, this this flu or, you know, where was it? Was it from China? Where is it from? Um, take us back to the beginning of that that period in HR um, with your consultation, with your department, with other stakeholders to begin to plan for a response to what could be a pandemic. Sure. So I think you and I were actually part of some of the really early meetings. Um, George Ann McKenna, our chief HR officer, scheduled you know some meetings to start talking about this. And thankfully, we already had some policies and plans in place. Of course, we've never had to use them, uh, but we have our business continuity and disaster recovery plan that we, um, you know, review pretty regularly and, and practice. And then we have our pandemic plan that gets reviewed annually um, and approved by the board of directors. So we had those things ready to go. It was just a matter of determining, you know, is this something that we'll need to enact them for? And if so, how do we want to go about executing on these plans? Yeah, uh, certainly the benefit of, of planning, um, was there, but I'm sure kind of flipping the switch and activating um, was a new challenge unto itself. Did you have to really adapt, kind of learn on the fly? Yeah, they were in place. Um, like I said, it was the first time we really had to implement them. So I think for us, you know, protecting the health and wellness of our team members and our customers was, of course, a priority. So once the pandemic really reached our area, we knew it was time for us to take I guess, further action. You know, we had already implemented some safety measures. Um, we were talking about it with our team members. We were giving them information as we were getting it. But when it reached our areas, when things really kicked into gear, um, that's when we made the decision to have people work remotely if it was possible for their positions. And then um, mm -hmm. a week or so later, came up with the alternating branch team schedule so that we could, you know, limit the number of team members in an office at a time and also, you know, try to protect them as much as possible. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think one of the topics that we've talked to, to other folks that have come on has been kind of the challenge of, of moving everyone or, mm -hmm. you know, that many people to a, a remote work um, period. How has that transition been for those those team members that have moved to that? What hurdles have, have they had to overcome? Have, have your department has, yeah, of have, course. had so, to overcome? So, you know, we didn't have a formal remote work policy going into this. But as I said, we had been testing on a regular basis as part of our disaster recovery plans. And then as the pandemic was ramping up, um, we had been testing a little bit more, um, I guess, thoroughly trying to prepare so we ended up transitioning, I think it was over the course of a weekend, really, over 50% of our staff to remote work. So, And then within a couple of weeks, we had a formal pandemic telecommuting policy. 
so that team members and managers would know, you know, what the expectations were for them in the new remote environment. I would say that the transition was overwhelmingly successful. It's definitely a huge testament to the dedication and adaptability of our team members um, and all of the preparation that was done prior to COVID that enabled us to really be able to act on that pretty quickly. Um, you know, some basic needs were addressed. Not everybody had the right equipment at home or the best internet connection. So our, I know that our IT team worked really diligently with our team members in the beginning to get them set up. Mm -hmm. And then since then, as we've progressed, we've taken some additional measures to make sure that team members are able to be as productive as they could be in the office, whether that's providing additional monitors for them or whatever that looks like for their particular job. But really just trying to make sure that they have the right equipment to be able to do their job successfully. How, how do you feel team members have responded to such a, a massive been change really in their, positive. their day-to-day um, work? They've demonstrated, like I said, extraordinary adaptability. They've been so creative, finding solutions to get the job done in different ways um, and sometimes more efficient ways than they were doing before. Early on, I, I want to say it was in April, we did a team member pulse survey, and the results of that indicated that team members were really doing well working remotely. In fact, about a quarter of the people who responded said that they were actually more productive working from home. So, you know, everything has its challenges, of course. I think for a lot of people, missing the in-person interaction has been difficult. And then for others, trying to balance work and family needs, you know, especially in the beginning when all the daycares were shut down. I know a lot of our um, team members who are caregivers and parents had some struggles during that time. So I know you kind of mentioned the maturing of policies and now Mm -hmm. kind of establishing some new policies and procedures when it comes to uh, remote work. Can you tell us a little bit about the remote workforce committee that's been established? With representation from HR, training, IT, IT compliance and facilities. And I would say we have two main goals. The first is really to find solutions to improve the current pandemic remote work environment. And then second, we want to build a framework so that we can continue to offer remote work at some level on a more permanent basis, you know, once this is over. So what that looks like is we've been trying to streamline our processes by providing helpful resources Um, You might have seen that IT launched a remote work website to help people with signing into the system. There's also some really great tips and Mm -hmm. tricks on there, Um, suggestions if you want to expand your home office with new equipment. So that was a really great resource um, that they put together that was a result of us just talking uh, about how we could make this work better for our team members. And then I would say long term. We're looking at, you know, what equipment and infrastructure is going to be needed for us to sustain this environment. You know, you have to think it's not just Penn Community that's moved to a virtual environment. Many of our customers and vendors are going there as well. So, you know, one example of that would be webcams. If people are going to return to the office, whether it's on a part-time or a full-time basis, they're going to need the ability to interact virtually with their clients or prospective customers or vendors. And so we're trying to make sure that we're able to continue to interact in this virtual environment on a long-term basis. And then also looking at, you know, how does this impact our facilities? 
prior to COVID, we all had, um, you know, either maybe a private office or a cubicle that was our own that we worked in every day. And if we're going to move to a partial remote environment, we might not need that anymore. We might see more hotel spaces, more meeting spaces. So we're talking to our managers about what the future looks like for their teams and how they envision using our office space going forward. That's a great point. Um, as if planning all of this, <laughs> the, the future of work isn't, uh, is, isn't enough. Um, I know HR yes. is always uh, working on a number of different projects. Are there any other priorities yeah, or initiatives so, that, uh, you know, that your team's I would say on? in addition to the work environment and remote work, we're really trying to continue supporting our team members through the pandemic, uh, whatever that looks like. So for a lot of people right now, um, a challenge is the childcare and the schooling. So we're doing our best to keep our team members informed of their options mm -hmm. and how they can make decisions based on their work and family responsibilities and trying to balance all of that. So that's been a big priority for us, especially now that September's coming and back to school. So um, we're definitely spending a lot of time on that. Our training team is working really diligently to transition many of our programs to the virtual environment. They've been doing a great job with that. One of their recent successes was hosting the new hire experience completely on Zoom. Um, you know, that was a lot to coordinate with all of the people who usually participate in that. And I think it was even a larger group of attendees mm -hmm. because some of these things had been postponed um, since March. So they really did a great job. Uh, we're learning sure. a lot as we do it, as we go, we're making changes to continue to make it better. And then I would say the other big thing for us right now is you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're hearing a lot about this. Fortunately, it was something that Penn Community Bank had been paying attention to for a long time. And so we are partnering with the IDEA Council on how to really build a more inclusive workplace at Penn Community. I know you've spoken um, with Felicia about that. And there's a lot of really exciting things happening mm -hmm. there. And we're, we're excited to be a part of that. <laughs> Sounds like a, a lot on your plate. So we appreciate you taking uh, some time out of the day to, uh, to keep team members up to date on, on HR. Thank you so and, much, Aaron. Uh, look forward to having you back on soon. On behalf of marketing and senior leadership, thank you for listening to this episode of Growth Point, a Penn Community Bank team member podcast. I've been your host, Aaron Clark. If you have an idea for an episode or would like to highlight an internal initiative, simply email me at aclark at pencommunitybank.com. Thanks for listening. Point is the official internal podcast of Penn Community Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. It is produced for the benefit of our team members. This program is provided solely for educational and entertainment purposes. The information contained herein is based on sources believed to be reliable, but is not represented to be complete and its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions, views, and estimates expressed are those of the presenters at the date of production and are subject to change without notice.